0: Hello, my beautiful beanies, and welcome to The Bean, the weekend edition. First, with yesterday's news, I am Glenn B. We're looking back at Sunday and Saturday. It's weird saying it like that, isn't it? But that's what we're doing. Uh, now, the downfall of TV3. Well, they keep calling it the downfall of TV3. It's just being sold, isn't it? It's not actually dead yet, isn't it? Or is it? Uh, Jen Wigmore, uh, back on the station, as is Tammy Nielsen. She seems to be with Jack every five minutes. Uh, but before any of that, uh, the Rugby World Cup great performance from the All blacks or was it just a terrible one from the Irish
1: mix that was magnificent well if you if you didn't like that last night you've got a serious problem with yourself that oh. was that was possibly the best game of rugby I've ever seen the all blacks execute wow and yeah and that's a big statement I know but when you think about it they were playing against the number one ranked team in the world I know ranking is is very um um, you know, uh, disputable, is not it? But they they were ranked number one in the world going into the Rugby World Cup, so we're playing against the best. You can't rate an All back side against um, mediocre opposition. You really, you really have to play the best to be able to um, be to be rated. And they were absolutely outstanding. I just think it was fantastic. You know, it, was, it was different, interesting to listen to Steve Hansen, wasn't it? Because. What he spoke about is something that, you know, is a fundamental. If you're going to develop into, a, um, a, you know, a professional rugby player or even a professional coach, it's it's called he called it the platform, um, but it's a foundation, isn't it? Um, you know, you've got to set that foundation, and if the foundation is strong, you've got more chance to exploit. And we we play a game different to um, the northern hemisphere. You know, our game is based on risk. Execution and reward. And last night, you know, you know, I've always said that the biggest risk in life is never to take a risk. And oh, yeah. same on, the, same on the footy field. But you know, there's no point taking risks if you haven't got the ability to execute, because you're not going to get the reward. And I feel that's what a lot of these other teams um, fall short of what our level is. And I think last night the world saw it. Um, and I still haven't seen England play.
0: I mean, I know they played the same night and had a convincing win also. Uh, But I've just sort of heard about their performances. I've not actually seen it. To be honest, it's hard. uh, I I had to sneakily fit in watching the All Blacks game again. Uh, I live in a climate affair in my house. Let's just put it that way. Why aren't you out in the garden? What are you doing sitting on the couch watching that rugby? It's the World Cup. doesn't matter. Get those plants planted not quite like that, but it's a bit like that. Uh, TV3, up for sale again. What does Jack make of all this? He doesn't work for them? I think it's also fair to note that
2: TVNZ, my employer and MediaWorks, do operate in different environments. TVNZ is investing its dividend in the difference, uh, in in, uh, in the company, and doesn't have an overseas owner with no attachment to New Zealand baying for profits. But I think you will find a big difference and how much each company has invested in digital offerings over the years. You know, so often when I go to use TV3's on-demand digital service, it isn't running properly, or I can't get it to work. That's a fundamental problem in 2019. So there's the blame, at least, from, from where I sit. You can, you can blame management, maybe. You can blame New Zealand for only having 5 million people with 5 million sets of eyeballs. But most of all, above everything else... Blame the digital revolution for pulling millions of advertising dollars out of traditional TV. I think competition in the TV industry is a really good thing. And for what it's worth, I really, really hope they find a buyer for TV3. Good people are in limbo through no fault of their own. But I don't feel optimistic. For all intents and purposes, the TV arm for MediaWorks has already been for sale for years now. And short of government intervention, saving TV3 will be a hell of a bold investment.
0: Of course, somebody who's been through all this before is uh, Neil Walker. Uh, what does he have to say about it all? With uh, T
3: 3 it seems to be sold or fold. The smart money's on fold, right? It, it's been like that since we started. I, um, it was my very first television network. I was there right at the beginning, um, mm. you know, come home to the feeling only on three. It still brings back some sentimental feelings. Mm. It was absolutely amazing to be part of it. First six months went into receivership. A lot of people lost their jobs. I was very fortunate to, to stay on over that period. Stay with them for the first 11 years. Um, Amazing. We we were all a tight knit group. You know, from the very beginning, it looked like it was going to fold, and then it was going to fold, and then it was going to fold. So, are you saying that it might come back? It's had it's got more lives than a cat. This this yeah, it it would be ridiculous for it to fold. Like, I think I think broadcasting in New Zealand uh, will suffer a major blow, in general media in New Zealand will suffer a major blow. If TV3 was to fold, I, it just it just would be bad in general. If, just to have one network again, and and it would be bad. I agree, but but can you see anybody actually buying it? Do you think it's it's possible could, someone would could, buy it? You could buy it. I yeah, mean It's, uh, very it's worth about two dollars, <laughs> dollar uh, fifty last time I heard. But uh, I, I think, look, there there are lots of reasons why uh, I, I've heard around the traps that it that it hasn't gone so well. There, there, there should be, could be an opportunity for people in New Zealand to buy it. You know, there, there have always been overseas uh, interests instead of uh, Kiwis running it. For example, I've, I've heard that um, it will be
0: an Aussie network might do it. For example,
3: an Aussie network might do it, but why not put New Zealand interests uh, at the forefront instead of having a lot of overseas people have run it before? I think
0: we're pretty much done with network television, aren't we? Nobody's that interested in it anymore. Surely just get everything online. I'm sorry, but, you know. Hey, um, uh, what's Jen, Jen Wigmore up to? Always enjoy hearing from her. Hey, so you live in Palm Springs,
2: but it, it drives your husband mad.
4: It, well, it somewhat does. It's very slow, and he's from Los Angeles, and we've been living there for the last, you know, seven years. So it is definitely a slow pace up here. And it's been brutal. It's, we've been here through the summer. And it's mm. like, I guess about 40 degrees yeah. Celsius mm. every day, which is rough. So yeah, we're kind of going back and forth at the moment, and then and then we'll leave in about December, so. So Not long
2: now. So uh, last time I talked to you was after the release of the album Ivory, your fourth studio album, and then you did the summer tour uh, last year as well of New Zealand. So I think it's very important that I should catch up with you once every year just to find out what's happened. I think so. I think so too. Yeah. And no. uh, that fourth album, Ivory, was actually named after your son, Ivory, and I'm guessing he'd be
1: two
4: now. He is. He dropped him too. And you know what? We actually changed his name as well. Oh. And When he was one. I know. Which has kind of put a spanner on the works for the whole album named after him. But yeah, no, we changed his name to Pascal. So there there you go. There's a bit of a change.
2: Um, And I was actually thinking that it's a hell of a thing for a kid to live with an album named after them. I was going to ask you that question. (laughs) Uh, Maybe uh,
4: that's why I Now it.
2: now it turns out that Pascal does not have the problem with Ivory anymore. Can can I ask no, you why? Can, no, can I ask you why?
4: Well, you know what? I think because I didn't know what I was having, we didn't want to find out. And I kinda of I, I had Ivory saved up for a girl and then we had a boy and then and then we had no other backups for a boy name. <laughs> Ivory was it. And so then we lived with it and I was like, I just dunno and I was calling him Ivy and then I think my mum got in my ear and was just like, "I don't know about that name for this bruiser of a boy." So then I just, you know, once mum plants the seed, yeah. you just can't do it. So yeah, then we then we were cruising through Sicily and we saw this really cool gravestone of this dude that was like a child protector that um, you know protected all these children back in the back in the day, and we thought, "Oh, cool, his name's Pascal."
0: I don't get how Ivory is not a boy's name. I mean, I don't get how it's anybody's name, but I mean, if you are going to call somebody Ivory, surely it's pretty unisex, isn't it? I don't know what's happening. I don't know why Jack's talking to Tammy Nielsen yet again.
3: Tell me about Nashville. You've just uh, you've been in the states. Yes, I've just been at uh, Americana Fest, um, which is like 300 acts playing 700 shows, and so you yeah, you kind of feel like a tiny drop in the ocean, but. Um, It went really, really well. So, yeah, it was. It was. uh, It's always. I love going to Nashville. I lived there for a little while growing up in my family band. So, it's kind of like second home.
2: Is it a really discerning audience there?
3: Um, I think it's a mix, just like anywhere. Mm. But that said, the the audiences are usually quite full of industry people. So Mm. it's everything from radio, um, uh, you know, uh, publishers, labels, Rolling Stone. Uh, you know all of, so so you've got a mix of that and then you've got fans mm. so it's it kind of runs the whole spectrum. You
2: know what I mean though so, see I have this kind of picture in my mind of Nashville where I, I think of it as kind of um a Disneyland for
0: country music or something. You
2: know you know <laughs> what I mean?
0: Oh my god that sounds like a lot of scary rides. That's terrifying just thinking about it. ah so scary. I'm going to stop the podcast cuz it's too scary. I am Genevieve. Uh that has been News have ZB for the weekend. Um, I'm going to go and think happy thoughts and stop being scared. And we'll be back with a nice calm news towards their being tomorrow. See you then.